Hi, Tom here from the show. Um, at the end of today's episode, we'll be hearing my latest single. So please stay tuned. Okay. Okay, we're we're actually in the studio, aren't we now? So it's weird. So it feels strange that I'm here in the studio now. No, you've brought COVID in the studio, <laughs> please. Actually, no, I've got to have um I've got to have my booster soon. There you go. Booster what? Jab number three. Yeah. Jab number seventy nine. <laughs> what, what episode are we on? Jab number three. <laughs> what episode is it? Seventy nine. Like, let me check. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seventy nine sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, let's do seventy nine while you're checking, and then and then we can do another introduction. Okay, Hello on, on and welcome website. to Modern Art is Rubbish. Episode number what, Tom? Seventy nine. Oh, great. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, do you know, I just went to Bury St Edmunds. You just ha- went to bed with St. Edmunds. No, I didn't go. No, no. That's alcohol. That's St. Edmunds. Abbott St. Edmunds was a drink I used to drink when in my drinking days. That used to get you really drunk. I've just realised I've cycled the whole way here with my my hoodie on the wrong way round. It's good look, man. Never wear it the right way round ever again. No, no. So I've, I've just realised I've cycled to the studio because I'm not used. This is the first time I've been in the studio since how long is it? Um, what was it? Two thousand six? Yeah, something like. Oh, yeah, going back be, be, before studios were even invented. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've cycled here with my top on the wrong way around. Anyway, on to art stuff. Yes, yeah, so I went to Bury St Edmunds. Uh, Bury St Edmunds is um, Suffolk, famous for probably being the same county that Ed Sheeran lives in nowadays. And the wool industry, which we yeah. I mentioned on here before. Oh, you did, yeah. Also, uh, St Edmunds, who's famous for being on the series Vikings and The Last Kingdom uh, on Netflix and Amazon Prime. I'm not sponsored, by the way, to say that, but um, that's probably more... Kings are more famous through through being on the internet now than being actual kings, aren't they? More for famous for being in series. Oh, right. Well, it, well it, dead people in general. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, I suppose they are, aren't they? They tend to get a sort of like a second knowledge. But anyway, Edmund, he was... Um, Bury, Bury St Edmunds was named after the Saxon king Edmund who lived there I think he got killed by a Viking and got his lungs pulled out his back and they made him into wings sorry about that if you're eating your breakfast Yeah, you're not eating your breakfast are you? no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I went to a Banksy Calls and Connor Brothers and Damien Hurst multi exhibition in Bury St Edmunds in a church it was pretty good they had a brick wall, one of Banksy's brick wall. The first piece of artwork done by Banksy, which was like a, he, when he broke into, we well, didn't break in, he just walked in because it's free to get in, but he walked into a gallery. I think it was the National Gallery and he put up a, or the British Museum or the National Gallery one too, and he put up a little stone, what looked like a stone fragment from a cave painting, but it showed like sort of cave 
art mean you know this, that was kind of the style but they were pushing a shopping trolley and they had spears in their hand and that's one of the first times I became aware of Banksy wow yeah so what is this in the 90s uh, no, this is the early 2000s, I remember that one kicking off. So yeah. so like 2001 or something like that, around about that time. That's when I realised the existence of him. Um, yeah, so it was good. And then I got to see a book that was bound in uh, human flesh, William Calder. They, uh, he got he got hung because basically uh, there was a murder in a red barn in a village called Polstead. And... Uh, this woman that he was quite fancied uh, said, you've been stealing the post. Now, basically, if you steal the post, it's a death sentence. And she says, I'm going to tell everyone. So he shot at her. Yeah. Yeah. And they used his flesh to bind a book. Yeah, and yeah, his scout was in there as well. And he's very famous. It was like, there was lots of songs in Britain. The most famous person in uh, Britain at that time, after he was hung, massively. Yeah. Songs plays everything that was he was just a talk of the whole of ye olde england oh wow yeah yeah so that's like early 1800s was the time when that happened yeah so like yeah it seems weird to use human flesh for binding books it's quite an attractive looking book i have to say the way it's bound it seems to be quite you know it looks like a nice leather bound book but I suppose that's what leather is. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you think it's like a mythical story, or they did use his flesh? Pretty certain, because they've got his scalp there, and it's got a bit of his ear as well. So. Well, so yeah. you looked at like a two hundred year old carcass. Well, no, nothing else was there. Just his death mask and stuff. But you know, it's gruesome, and it? it's a bit of a crime museum. That's what you want to see a museum: is Banksy and brutality. Yeah. Yeah, they should have a Crime Watch UK London. What? We? Well, they know who did it. Is it like it. A, an imaginary museum? Imaginary? Why are you imagine it? Just don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do have sure. the uh, Dungeon of Horrors, don't they? Yeah, London? well, I've been to the Museum of Torture. This is really not art, is it? But... I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's entertainment. The, the I suppose. art of torture. They do get quite artistic. Some of those, um, uh, I've seen the, the like the Iron Maiden stuff. They 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 can be quite ornate. Some of these torture devices. Sure. But it's not really. I don't think the person who's being tortured cares about the design. Do they really? Necessarily. Yeah, unless it's quick. Ow! Oh! Oh, oh, that's really nice marquetry. Right, yeah. so the first thing that was in the news for art was old, old stuff. I always like, I always get quite excited when I see old stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, going to a museum, but like they've made a few ancient discoveries there, which I'm now handing you these pictures, Tom, as, I'm, as we're in the studio. How many are there? Two. There's two there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of them's like a mountain face. Yeah. Looks like American, is it? American? Yeah, well, actually, that is um, that's actually a sculpture, and it's there's they're kind of like a dark, uh, camel rock carvings in northern Saudi Arabia. Oh, right, and basically, they thought they were only 2,000 years old. Sorry, I'm just going to switch my phone off, Tom, because I don't want it to ring, put it on silent. Sorry about that. Um, 
So I thought about 2,000 years old, and now turns out they're about 7,000 to 8,000 years old. So basically, these carvings are older than the uh, pyramids in Giza, which the, the uh, first one was built about 4,600 years ago. Stonehenge, it's about 4,500 years ago. So this is well before those. And you think the logistics to do that and the men that it took to make those and they reckon it's like 21 camel horse and other equid figures you know like horsey type animals in that thing so it definitely was a place where people used to hang around and go cool look at that that's good yeah nice bit of horse art that's probably all they had no paintings just look at those incredible carvings and i reckon they would have been quite impressive at the time it's kind of like quite worn out now though sure yeah so just like uh what do you think the carving was of or do you think it was just i think the one in the picture which i'll put on the uh website is a uh i think it's a camel of sorts that one yes yes yeah. and what about this one that well, looks like it's made of bones yes or something. right and the other thing was interesting when i was looking up about Tusks. yeah looking up about this uh the camel's carving uh was uh, they've now uh, there's a, ha a house or a home built um, they discovered in Ukraine and they reckon it's like one of the first examples of architecture and it was built as a, up to 15,000 to 25,000 years ago they estimate, estimate and it's made purely from mammoth bones it's quite a nice little uh, construction isn't it when you look at it what do you think yeah, I guess it's hard to get the exact time on it because it's give or take 10,000 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, give or take <laughs> yeah. 10,000 years. <laughs> you know, I'll see you in 10,000 years, I'll see you in 5,000, what's it amongst yeah. mammoth bone building? What's it men? amongst architects? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's quite a stylish looking home, quite honestly. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a construction of mammoth bones and they've, covered it in animal skins i'm probably assuming it's mammoth skins yeah and they yeah they discovered it and they they noticed that when they sort of like went out and digged for the 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 stuff they were sort of looking they found these bones and they thought it was like a, a kill site because they used to lure them apparently into areas where they would kill them because it was easier to track them um but then they realized they were arranged into specific piles and the shapes seemed to interlock that's what it works out and it could be as many sort of 10 to 100 people could live in there so that yeah. is probably one of the uh, it's in ukraine it's probably one of the earliest examples of architecture wow and very stylish it is too yeah so where's it on display um that i don't know but i'll i'll put it on the website tom so you can uh you can have a look yeah yeah i'll send you the link <laughs> This is this is quite cool. I quite like being in the studio. It's like suddenly like I'm so used to when I was doing my little uh, walks around around the uh, Brighton, and now suddenly in the studio, it's like it's a really different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. I can grab like the egg shaker. That's the quiet one. I like that, and that's got extra loud on it, isn't it? Is, is it? So the I'm I'm currently now shaking Tom's egg shapers shaker they're very rhythmic just to prove that i'm in the studio really i think that conclusively proves it doesn't it yeah well i can see you marcus is definitely in the studio i don't know who would care or not believe us i don't know i don't think anyone would care but i i care because i'm here 
Yeah. Yes. Right. So, the next one. Tom, I believe you have a bit of a history with this artist. There's an artist who uh, uh, emailed us on info at modernartisrubbish.com and um, said about his work and said, you know, am I interested in them? Look at it. Or are we interested? And I said, yeah. Um, you talked about it to him on Facebook. His name's, um, I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, Arjan Van Arendok Donk. And I will put a link to his Instagram on, on the website as well. So um, you spoke to him about um, Guy van der Verd. Oh, yeah, Verf. he wasn't uh, a fan of what I said about Guy van der Verd. Yeah. So yes. there you go. But, so, like, yeah. But today you will put all prejudices aside and judge his, and not judge, and look at his work. All right, yeah, no, I'll look at his work. Yeah. Now, just to explain what his work is, his work is, is influenced by flowers and nature. Now, the thing is, he's, he's a Dutch artist. What I liked about his work is, he's a massive history of, in Holland of flower paintings. And to this day, flowers are, you know, are very important in the culture of, of Holland. You know, sure, tulips yeah. and stuff. Um, and what what I found really interesting was was that he uses a sort of like a lot of different effects on his work. So he creates a kind of like a three D effect, and he can use digital printing. So he takes an, a, a canvas that's already there, and then Mike use prints to make sort of digitally printed embroidered flowers, and then puts them on the canvas. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't look flat. It looks no, like no. they're like you can touch yeah they're like black and they pop out at you and then there's the other ones where he's he uses acrylic paint and lays it onto the flowers and he paints birds as well uh, mainly so he's i find them really interesting i mean again it's something that i think needs to be put on the website doesn't it really so people can see it yeah but i've normally put gold i draw flowers i think oh no Oh, no. I mean, sometimes they can be really good, obviously, but this is quite, they're quite interesting and quite different. Yeah. No, and, and also steeped in a tradition which which uh, Holland is with flowers. So there's a real art historical reference. I may put a few old flowers. Dutch Poli- paintings political. Well. Political. Well, political. yes. Yeah. If, you can't escape politics w- without talking about flowers in, you know, I can't remember, but there was a big thing about uh, a scandal about the tulips, effectively. People kept buying, I think it was tulips, buying tulips in, in uh, Holland. And they they basically created a tulip bubble price, like the dot-com bubble or something, which caused a massive c- collapse. Yeah. So it was a big sort of like investment problem, you know, relating to flowers. So you can't, it's it's like you can't say flowers are so significant. Yeah, famous story in economics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know about it. So it's not just, it's not just something I dreamt. Yeah. I don't know why. Why the hell, why the hell would I dream about? Yeah, a uh, tulip bubble. Yeah. Not unless it was real. Right, so this is interesting. Right, on to our next uh, thing. Interesting enough, right? Uh, I think you'll find it quite interesting. Do you have you ever had a hot streak of creativity? Um, sure, yeah. You have, yeah. yeah. So apparently, right, 
scientists wanted to use for the first time AI to work out what makes a hot streak. And this was a scientist in Illinois. And they've just uh, published a paper in Nature. Uh, I think it's an online periodical. And basically they spent three years studying what causes a hot streak. And apparently about 90% of people have at least one hot streak. I've had a hot flush. I've never what, had a hot one streak. hot streak. What per in their year? Life, in their lifetime, at least ninety percent will have it. Oh, right, Creative yeah. people. And what they did was they studied art, films, and science. I don't know why they didn't study music, which is quite interesting. So these these scientists use an AI to analyse, you know, the periods and the dates of when they were like really hot. Like, for instance, Van Gogh, Van Gogh was uh, about 1888 to 1890, apparently. That was his big streak. Jackson Pollock is quite a, quite a popular one as well because he clearly had his, his period was his drip paintings. And sometimes I read, I reckon he thought, well, that's it, that's me done after that. Because I don't think he could have topped what he did with his drip paintings. So yeah. that's when, you know, when he died. Is that know. what caused the drip, all that heat? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the heat of the street. I like it. It's a dad joke, that is. That's brilliant. <laughs> dad quip. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it took them three years and they finally worked out with an AI, with an AI that it, what happens is, is it's first exploration followed by exploitation. So basically... It took them three years and an AI to conclude what we've probably already known, that you experiment a lot and then once you've found something you like, you stick with it. All right, yeah. And that's what the AI found. Yeah, that causes a hot streak. Yeah, so... So it's some sort of um, intense exploration yeah. and experimentation yeah. causes this and then in, hot streak. Yeah, well, yeah, but intensity in the exploitation and the experimentation. A yeah. bit like when when we do a podcast where we record it where one of us is outside on uh, the street and one is in the studio and now I've moved in the studio. So this could be the beginning of our hot streak. Yeah. But I don't know what the next thing I'll have to do. Go on a balloon? While you're in the studio, yeah, I don't know. I man. don't know. It's about exploiting the uh, results of what you liked in the experimenting. Yeah, I think walking around in the studio might be the uh, the best idea for the top podcast. Well, maybe the next subject. Do you want to take a walk? Yes. Right. It's not much space to walk around in here. Let's no, no, but I don't want to hold this. And actually, let's explain yeah. that to everyone. Yeah. It's quite a little room. No, I think maybe emphasis with egg shaper. No, that doesn't work, does it? <laughs> egg shaper, egg shaker even. So there you go. So, that's a, so that took them three years to, I mean, these scientists even admitted that it's quite obvious. Yeah, but, but they probably weren't intensely examining the issue for three years. They were probably having breakfast and... yeah sleeping and doing yeah. other things <laughs> so the question that you're, you're questioning whether the hot streak was actually a hot streak for them yeah. no i'm questioning the research it took them three years but if they condensed it down it might have only taken them a week or two yeah if they'd put a bit more intense focus yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a kind of like a i don't know if it's their hot streak but hopefully they will have their hot streak about hot streaks 
um, what the scientists in Illinois. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really think it's it's kind of not like a formula, is it? You couldn't you couldn't stick that in a computer and make it have a hot streak. Yeah, but you can you can follow the guidelines of ex, uh, experimentation. Yeah, um, and to it, the point where you want to exploit it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if scientists, because that could end up quite nasty if you're a scientist, if you experiment a lot on something and then exploit it. That could be mistaken for something quite dark. Um, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I don't want, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. You don't, you're, I'm you don't trust nice. scientists, is that it? Well, no, I do trust scientists. I yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah. trust, trust science. Can I just say that's the official line of modern eyes rubbish? I think should be trust science. Trust si- science, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, what what about like uh, science economics? Because it's quite tired, tied, isn't it? Science, because we know about that from all the COVID stuff. They've yeah. always got scientists on the telly. Yeah, and not government like, scientists. Scientists, yeah, they're independent scientists. scientists. Well, science as um as a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And just remember that theory, scientific theory, and scientific and my theory is completely different. But I think you've known that. You know, I'm not. A, you do realise I'm not a scientist, don't you? I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm just waffling. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I don't know. You, well, you're telling me you're not a scientist, but you've got theories. I've got theories, but not yeah. scientific theories. Just wild theories. Wild theories. Yeah. yeah. I'll. I'll reveal those at another time. Okay. Yeah. Right. Can you do your featured artwork? As you're in the studio, I can actually see the piano. Can you do a featured artwork um, intro, right. please? So. Featured artwork, featured artwork. Now, interestingly enough, it's actually, I lied, it's two featured artworks. Okay, shall I do it yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, do it again with two, saying two featured <laughs> artworks. Another featured artwork. Yeah, okay. Featuring actually, it's a featured artist with a couple of artworks. Can you do it again? So, what am I, what, yeah. what is it? Featuring? <laughs> yeah, a feature. It's a feature. I'm featuring an artist, but with two featured artworks. Featuring an artist with two featured artworks. <laughs> right, Eduardo Cat. I got really interested because I was, I was just scrolling through looking for art as I normally do. And, um, it's an artist who's really interested in like almost like making real life art so where does where do computers begin where do humans end you know we're moving into an era where everything's going to be genetically manipulated and stuff so he was looking as this was, it was like the late 90s early 2000s the two pieces I've picked so obviously there's a great concern about what you know how we interact with science and going forwards and he created a couple of pieces. The first piece I'm going to look at is called Genesis. There you go. I see. That's a bit of an example, right? And what he did was he took a biblical passage. Interesting, talking about DNA earlier on. He took a biblical passage. Um, can you read that out just quickly? Yeah. Let man have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. So interesting enough, what he did is he took that and then he converted it into a genetic, into Morse code and then converted it into genetic code. He sent it off to a laboratory 
and then they made it into DNA. And what he got back basically said it was a it was a white powder. And he thought, well, this isn't much; it's just a white powder. So what he then did was he got the DNA sequence combined with actual living bacteria. So they actually had the input stored in them. So they basically had the the Bible perverse in DNA stored within them. And then what he did was he put it up on the internet and people could like interact with it by switching on a light. And every time they switched on this, I think it was an infrared light, every time they switched it on, it would slightly change the bacteria's DNA. And then what he did was he then extracted the DNA that he'd put in there and then he re-typed it out. So right. he took the extracted DNA. So that's see if you read that what it says. Okay. Let Arn have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that I owes on the earth. Yeah. So basically he created like a living, what was called almost like a living computer. You know, when we go to a computer, we put an input in it and then we get output. And he's literally taken something that's living. Okay, so it's just changed a few letters. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, a, I don't think it was the greatest change, but it was kind of like more of an experiment to see what would happen. And the idea that, you know, the world we're entering into. And it's the, one of the first, also one of the first things where, you know, the, the, a living thing becomes the art. Yeah. Literally, but I mean, literally changing, envisaging something and thinking what it's going to be and changing that as an art piece. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, because the guy who did DNA was yeah. a guy called Jim Watson in oh, the okay. 60s, I don't know and he that, got yeah. some, like, Nobel Prize for his work. But he was very controversial because, um, I suppose, you describe them as fundamentalist, religious people, yeah. found his work offensive. Yeah. And his attitude to, like, human science was kind of against God. Yes. And he, so he courted controversy. Yeah. Like, intentionally, I think he did it. He was quite outspoken yeah. on the, on those issues. That's brilliant. But that's... I'm sure that Eduardo Cac would be... Uh, the artist would have been aware of that. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah. it kind of links into it, doesn't it? That, that almost like that biblical thing and taking it. And, yeah. And it made people, you know... I think people probably would have got upset by that, even looking at that little... Yeah, but it's a passage from the Bible, yeah. so it's almost like it kind of... Yeah. Maybe the fundamentalist religious folks would have thought, oh, well, that's not so bad. Yeah. It's not as bad as that old Jim Watson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I see that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one, right. So I'm now... Sh Tom, I'm now handing you this uh, picture of a bunny that's glowing... Looks like it's a glow-in-the-dark bunny. Yeah. It's called GFP Bunny 2000. The rabbit's actually called Alba. It's a be Oh, I was going to say GFP 2000 yeah. is a beautiful name, yeah. but Alba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GFP Bunny 2000 is the name of the artwork. Now, again, he wanted to create and be the first artist to envisage an, uh, a creature and create it. So it's a living artwork. I mean, it was supposed to be in a... Uh, a sort of like a, a, a an art show this this rabbit uh, and it was it was he wanted it created so it could be displayed as well so it's an actual living rabbit yes it's dead now but it was a living rabbit because it was in 2000 uh, that it was actually created and um 
Now, what he did was he got together with uh, a geneticist called Louis Marie, I can't pronounce the second name, surname, Houdaba, I think it is, Houdabin. And um, basically, they took the gene from a fluorescent jellyfish and they implanted it into a rabbit so that they essentially an albino rabbit, the rabbit called Alba. So they've got a glowing green rabbit. Now, that photo, the photo of the glowing green rabbit. This is making me think of Dolly the sheep. It's Do you remember that yes, story? Yes. What was that? Dolly like? was the first ever cloned sheep. Oh, it was cloning. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereas I don't think they would, you know, again, it questions all that kind of thing about the manipulation and stuff. But this is where he's literally, he wanted to reflect our times. And I think Eduardo Cacas as an artist was looking back to, you know, Picasso and stuff, and that reflected the time. But I, the, I, I think loads of uh, hip hop artists would love this. Um, what to make glow in the dark hip hop? Yeah, artists. they'd love this, like DNA from the glowing jellyfish. What? So they glowed. Yeah, so they glowed. Yeah. I've that's. I'm wondering how long that's going to be for before <laughs> someone does that to themselves. All right, that's yeah. quite possible. Now, a few little caveats that you hear. It's it's interesting. It glows. But he apparently he took it under ultraviolet light, so it doesn't like it's not like the ones where you just hold the rabbit like those toys. You don't just hold the rabbit up to the light and then it gets the power of the light, you know, like you do with those kids' toys that glow yeah. and then turn the lights off and it's glowing. It glows under ultraviolet light and it's not the hairs that are growing, it's the skin. So if it's in a normal room, you wouldn't notice the glow? I think it would just be a white, yeah. It It'd wouldn't be Just be, be an albino there. rabbit. Yeah, it's not as cool as the uh, picture uh, looks. And also, again, never without problems uh, and controversy. Uh, him, apparently, to what I've read, fell out with the geneticist who made it because the geneticist claims that he never really gave the permission for this to happen. And the geneticists, when the geneticist bosses found out what was going on, they weren't happy. And allegedly, it's only patchily, it only patchily glows. And the artist denies all this and says, and there's even an argument as if as uh, to whether it lived for two years or four years. So, right, so, yeah, so they're, all, the they're cons- bickering about, about it. Are yeah. they trying to... Is there some sort of like, uh, are they in trouble with people because no. of it? Why are they like making a fuss over? I think it was permission? because there were people that got quite upset by the idea of a glowing rabbit. The rabbit seemed to be perfectly healthy and everything, but it, I mean, it lived. But it did just glow a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, they didn't actually ask the rabbit, said, yeah, I'm fine. You know what? Just give me another carrot. I'd prefer radioactive carrots. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so that's Eduardo Cac. He's a very interesting artist. Yeah. So this is like with animals. And I guess with, because we do this, don't we, as a species? Yes. With food. Yes. With vegetables, particularly. I'm thinking fruits. Yeah. They're grown and they're given like chemicals and yeah. they're like. Uh, I don't know if DNA is the right word. I, feel, I think they fiddle like, with everything, don't you they? You get super strawberries, don't you? I know they've... I, I read that I think it was that they combined... I think it's strawberries or asparagus, one of them. They combined one with scorpion DNA to make super hard. 
I don't. I haven't got stung by an asparagus yet, though. But oh right, yeah. yeah. Imagine that again. I don't think they. I don't think it's the stingy part, but apparently they do. They take these tough. Yeah, when I was on holiday down in Cornwall, I lifted a rock and this like super quick asparagus (laughs) (laughs) jumped out and ran off. (laughs) I didn't think anything of it at the time. Now, a short advertisement break. Tom, Tom, are you glowing? Have you been injected with some kind of crazy DNA or something? No, I've just signed up to the Modern Artist Rubbish mailing list and I've just got a free download of a high-definition Turtle Opera. And you know what? It's made me so happy! I'm positively glowing! So, just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. Right, so, Tom, um, you before we go, you've got a music release coming up, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, I think, when when's this going out? Is this going out on the 5th of October? Yes, it will be, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yes, tomorrow, or if you're listening the night after we've put it out, it'll yeah. be today. Yes. So, yeah. uh, do you want to do the intro? Oh, well, oh, before I better just uh, say, if people want to get in hold of us, what is it? What's the email address? Oh, you can email us at info at modernartisrubbish.com. And where are all the images and all the... There are a few extra links as well on there. What, what size oh, is that Oh, you can on? find all the information and the artworks we've been talking about on modernartisrubbish.com. And you want to introduce the song. And the song is by the artist Obi Tom and it is called MASH. Yay! Look, I've got the egg shakers. <laughs> right. Yay, mash. And it's out again. Fifth, is it? Sixth of October. Yeah. Right, cool. Excellent. Goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye.